0: Welcome to What's Wrong with Wolfie.
1: And welcome to What's Wrong With Wolfie, a retro podcast dedicated to the pop culture of the 80s, 90s and zeros. My name is Jason.
2: I'm Howard. And I'm Steve the Duck. (laughs) (laughs) No
1: rich this week, unfortunately, again, as we jump back to the 80s and go quackers for a film long on my wish list for the podcast. Leo Thompson, Tim Robbins and Jeffrey Jones stars in George Lucas and Willard (laughs) Payuk.
0: adaption of
1: howard the duck
0: across the sea of stars lies another world a world almost exactly like ours this is where he lives he's 27 years old single but searching favorite sports windsurfing and aikido favorite pastimes cigars and sex he has everything except fulfillment and then one night it happens
2: Hey good buddy, are you home?
0: He has a very sudden midlife crisis. He lands in Cleveland. You do
2: know why you were sent to me.
0: Listen to me, small visitor. I can explain how you got here.
2: Maybe you're here for some greater purpose, some cosmic cause.
0: Here, he's forced to reassess his career goals.
2: You went to med school?
0: To explore new relationships. To redefine his self-image.
2: I'm sorry, we don't allow pets on the premises.
0: To adjust to a changing lifestyle.
2: Howard, oh, pull it
0: out! Until he discovers just who he really is. Oh no. A duck in big trouble. That's a duck, man! Howard the Duck. Trapped in a world he never made.
1: Howard, an anthropomorphic duck from another dimension is accidentally transported to earth stranded in Cleveland Ohio as Howard navigates the strange and unfamiliar human world he befriends a young musician named Beverly and together they uncover a sinister plot involving an evil scientist attempting to harness dark energy to bring more creatures like himself back to earth. As Howard and Beverly work to stop this nefarious plan, they encounter various oddball characters and embark on a humorous and action-packed adventure. Coming up on this episode, we give our verdict and score on the show for the board from above. Someone... I'm still waiting for a name. Come on, please. Uh, we reveal our favourite or the even worst... from above. <laughs> Do we do we really want to honour this no. film with something like that every we
2: week?
3: Do not. No, we do not. but the duck puns are just going to be rife in this recording. <laughs> warning, warning duck pun. Woo-woo. Warning duck nipples. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get to that. <laughs> um, we reveal our favourite or even probably worst moments from the film, and we have a chat about the cast. But before
2: any of that, what a film, guys?
3: It's, it's a film,
2: Um it is by definition a film in that it is shot on film and is feature length.
1: All right. Well, let's let's just start, let's let's start with you, Steve. Have you seen this film before?
2: No, I had not seen Howard the Duck before. No, I was I was aware. I was also aware that it was supposed to be not very good. <laughs> um, and boy, uh, it's even worse than I thought it would be. We've watched bad films before, right? Like yes. City Hunter comes to oh, mind. Of course, but. City Hunter, it's a bad film, but like, it feels like it comes from an earnest place. Or maybe it also feels like perhaps it's just not for me. There's a lot of reasons why it's a bad film. Howard the Duck is worse because it's seemingly all done on purpose. (laughs) It's like they set out to make a barely watchable, dull, unlikable piece of shit And they really, they nailed it. Knocked it out of the park on that one. I mean, where do you start? Like, so many mistakes got made. I like At some point during the production of this film, it would have dawned on someone, like, oh, fuck, we've spent so much money and this is what we're doing with it. Like, look at that duck. Look how bad the duck looks. We've spent millions of dollars. What are we doing? And I feel really sorry for that person because it must have been hell.
3: I think I think it dawned on Leah Thompson and Jeffrey Jones who were just like phoning it in for a paycheck. You you could see that they were they nude they in a fucking turkey. Sorry, a duck to duckin of a movie. Yeah, that works.
2: Yeah, we'll I I've down.
3: got a policy for this episode where I've so little
2: respect for this film that I'm refusing <laughs> even to do duck puns. And I'm a pun fan. No, but I just I won't do it. I won't do it. No. <laughs> no more like howard the suck (laughs) and if you think that's bad that is on the level of this film that's the kind of pun you're in for if you watch this film
1: (laughs) well what about yourself chris is this the first time you've seen it as well
3: all the way through yes like steve i've been aware of it for most of my existence and i think some of it seemed very familiar so i must have caught it on like like I've said many times at like 2am when you can't sleep when you're a kid and you find some random shitty film on it, like 1am 1 a- 1 in the morning. Or it was on a one bank holiday. I I heavily edited for, I don't know, but I watched it all the way through until last night. My wife and I actually sat down and watched it and we didn't laugh once. Not once? Um, Not even a
1: little chuckle or a little there smile? Are, or... There
3: are a few moments, mainly before he gets zapped to our world at like Mm -hmm. the the duck stuff. And then after that, it was just like, what is going on? Like it's, it's literally got no plot. Nope. Right. It, I I was waiting for something, um, like, I don't know to pull me in. And it just, um, it just happens. The whole film just happens. It, and it coasts along. It's, it is a bizarre, um, Movie, uh, not in a good way either, it's just totally bizarrely weird. But I'm just going to get this out of the way now. Why did they have John Barry scoring this movie? Right, I was surprised
1: I, to see the name.
3: I, I saw it come up and I thought to myself, I am a massive James Bond and John Barry fan, and I had no idea this was in his filmography, probably for good reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was listening to it and I was just like, if I shut my eyes. It could be *The Living Daylights*. It could be *Octopussy*. It could be *Goldfinger*. *Thunderball*. It's just a weird mix because this film needs some kind of wacky kind of symphony music to it, and to put it just—I don't know—it just—it just felt so disjointed um, musically. Yeah, yeah I, the the score's
2: good. Yeah but you know how so uh george lucas very closely related to this film despite what he might have told people (laughs) people say about the original star wars right that was that was saved in editing and also john williams did a lot of the heavy Mm. lifting on that with an an incredible score right so i feel like howard the duck is overscored yeah for what it is in an in in an attempt to do the same thing Mm. like if we throw incredible music at this thing it will trick people into thinking that it's a good but it's, film.
3: I, I love John Barry. I've got so much love for that that soundtrack, th- those soundtracks. But it just seems such an odd mix to have this wacky 80s movie about a duck displaced in whatever, some alternate Earth thing. It just doesn't feel right. It just feels like they found an unused John Barry score and just gone, that'll do. And we'll give them a credit it just felt so weird. It just felt Mm -hmm. so out of place. Like they were going for like a film noir type look or feel like in some of the scenes. And it's just like, this doesn't know what it wants to be. (laughs) It really doesn't know what it wants to be. Oh, um,
2: but yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it wants to be anything. I think it just, it's a duck and, and that's supposed to be strong enough to carry a film. How he's a duck, right? And he talks, that's all you need. $35 million.
1: <laughs> Apparently the duck suit was $2 million on its own.
2: Really? Yeah. The, the, oh, boy.
3: The, the duck suit that um, my wife kindly spoke to me last night and said, that looks like Macaulay Colkin," and I couldn't unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> it does look a bit like Yeah, you're right. And then I said to her, please, please look that up, and we're not the only people who have worked it out. There's... Amazing. And as soon as you said that, I was like, I, I- can't not see Macaulay Culkin in that duck. <laughs> it also, it really, it the whole film hinges on the fact that it's a duck
2: and he talks, and it it really wants to impress you, but it just looks like a bloke in a suit. Like at no point does it look convincing at all as a talking duck. It's got very little expression on his face. It's just a practically rigid bit of I don't know what they would have used. Plastic foam, whatever, on a on a little person's head, and that that bloke is just in a suit. It's terrible.
3: Yeah, but like, look at what they did. The animatronics Jim Henson's company did for um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and you look how expressive they are for mm-hmm. literally m- like robotic skeletons with foam latex yep. skins. They're so expressive. Even like the pupils dilate in their eyes. And like Steve said, this is like someone's cosplay. <laughs> that just yeah. walked off of a convention floor and they gone that'll do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's okay though, because um, the voice work is also completely characterless and unlikable. So that's all right then.
3: Yeah, we even looked up the and actor who played him expecting some kind of like Disney or um, Warner Brothers royalty to be voicing the duck. And it wasn't, it was just some actor who was popular at the time. Yeah. I was expecting (laughs) some animation royalty, and I was like, oh, he's done the rounds in soaps and sitcoms and theatre, and okay. Apparently, Robin
2: Williams was attached to Voice the Duck at first, um, but the way Robin Williams works, famously, whenever he's done animation, is he's very improvisational, and then they animate on top of what he's done. But they filmed this film where the puppeteer was voicing the duck on set, but he was doing it. He's not an actor. And so when they came to dub the voiceover, they were, they were limited to when Howard's mouth moves, which I suppose could be responsible for the incredibly flat and uninteresting delivery of all of
3: his lines. The whole, the whole thing just seems so distant from whatever they were trying to do. Oh yeah, massive um, failure, huge yeah. miscalculation. I am not familiar with the source material at all. Neither were the filmmakers. No, seems. no, or any kind of um, just anything. I don't know. It's just. I mean, I mean,
1: on paper, this film should have been a success. I mean, we've got uh, a director that's been who's come from like Indiana Jones. He did Temple of Doom. Mm. I know it's not the the strongest of Indiana Jones films, but. You know, he directed American Graffiti. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so we we've got a director that uh, what you know who knows the business, who knows kind of what he's doing. We've got George Lucas, who's you know has been around, and we've got a Marvel character. You know, that's never been depicted before on telly or, or or in a film. You know, they've got some source material to work with from the comics, and obviously John Barry score uh, scoring the film. It, it should have been a success. They should have nailed this, really, shouldn't they? with these people behind it, but it it became such a a failure as well when it came out that, you know, George Lucas was pinning all his hopes that this would be a success to fund this new animation studio, whatever that he wanted. And in the end he had to sell that.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had to to, sell Pixar. He had to
1: sell it. And I think Steve Jobs picked it up and in the end turned into Pixar animations. Yep. Um, So, you know, some good came out of the film, (laughs) I guess, in, in that sense. But, yeah, it's just really weird. Like, we got all these big, well-established people from the film industry involved in this, and it just ne- it just didn't work. It just didn't click, did it?
3: There are rumours around that George Lucas actually directed most of it, but removed his name and had... Um, what's his name? Willard or- <laughs> so, Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, finish it off and put his name on it, but that's never been confirmed, but... When you actually think about it, it kind of makes a lot of sense that that could have happened. Yeah, um, there's like
2: conflicting, there's conflicting accounts of the produ- of the production of this film, and George Lucas himself is like, "I was on set for like three days, dude.
3: I don't know. I financed some of it, but nah." It's like the whole Spielberg denying that he directed Poltergeist. Don't lie, mm-hmm. Steven. We know you directed that film. <laughs> Come on.
1: There was um, a grammar purist on our Discord did fire a question at us. Said that uh, you know d- did the term uh, "fuck a duck" come from this film?
2: <laughs> Quite possibly,
1: I would say that's you know, there's a high chance of that. Um, grammar purist, yeah, very, it was just kind chance.
3: of. It was, I'd call it a non-zero chance, but yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a scene that I don't know where this is going. Is this is this seduction and um, like bestiality kind of way? Or she's just joking around, but they never explicitly say she was. Mu- well, I think they do, but then you're like, because when I was looking up the film before I watched it, that was the only result that came up was implied bestiality between this woman and this duck from another universe.
2: I think they did. They did. Uh, she was teasing, right?
3: Yeah, in, in the film. I don't think
2: it. I don't think it really matters though. The point. The point is they wanted. They wanted a sexy scene, and they wanted the bit where his feathers go up on his head, like he's got an erection.
3: Yeah, we spent. That's, that's why. Yeah. That's
2: why the scene's in there. There's we spent no... we
3: spent seventy grand on this uh, yeah. this uh, servo effect. We've got to use it at least once. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's getting a boner. Let's do let's do that. <laughs> Let Let's have
1: a like look at the beginning of the film, I guess, and like when he's in Duck World, mm-hmm. and. They they tried to squeeze in as many like duck references as they possibly could into this like five minute opener, didn't they? Like we you know we had uh, play duck magazine, we had um, what was the Indiana Jones thing poster? Breeders at the of
2: the Lost Stork. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Breeders of the Lost Stork. The most tenuous pun you have heard in your fucking life. Because he's a duck,
3: you see, which is a bird. So mm-hmm. breeders of the lost stock. It's very clever. Yeah. It's not clever at all. Because we could sit here right now and spitball ideas that are so much better than that. There was another poster up there as well. Splash
2: dance. <laughs> yes. That's because right. Was, yeah. You see, he's a yeah. waterfowl, and it's a play on the uh, a play on the film Flashdance. That's why the writers make the big bucks. And then he reads Rolling Stone. Sorry. Rolling, rolling egg. eggs, <laughs> rolling egg. Not even attempting any kind of rhyme or play on words there. Just rolling egg because he's a duck, you see.
1: Yeah. Now, was am I the only one out of the three of us here that would have preferred a whole film in Duckworld?
3: Oh, it was easily the most interesting part of the film for sure. Yeah, that, they must have spunked hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on that apartment and those gags and everything.
1: I'm wondering how much money they spunked on the lady ducks breasts in the box. Yeah,
3: Cause I was, that, was <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, wait, ha- my logical brain was, was like, how is that a thing in duck world to have breasts <laughs> that look like ma- like mammal primate breasts on a duck makes zero sense. Other than we need a tit shot in this movie Let's have a duck in a bath with some nipples on it.
1: A, a PG movie, yeah. shall I just say.
3: A, yeah, a PG movie with a duck that is fucking horny as fuck and smokes cigars and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Lady
1: human breasts on a duck.
3: <laughs> and who has the hots for this human chick that he's just landed in a lap of? It just makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> it's like, I mean, there are weird people who lust after animals, but that's an entirely different podcast.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I... when that scene came up with the the lady duck in the bath, I was like, okay, now I know what kind of film I'm in for.
2: Well, yes, but also nothing like that happens again. True, true. So it's kind of like, it's definitely that kind of film in that it's shit, but like you expect it to be that dirty again and it just isn't. It's Mm.
3: weird, it's so weird. Yeah, like the dirtiest it got was Leah Thompson in her underwear and that opening five minutes is just... I don't know. I haven't It goes from him almost having a wank over play true, duck,
2: yes. to yeah. to a duck's bare breasts. And then it's incredibly tame from yeah. then
3: on, really. Not incredibly lame, like a lame duck. <coughs> um
2: again, I'm refusing to uh
3: engage <laughs> I'm gonna in cr- duck
2: to
1: I'm
3: gonna crack one out, Steve. Hey
1: uh, I really wish I'd loaded up their little boodum. Sound effect now. Or the slide whistle.
3: Boo! <laughs> <laughs> you do it in post. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, didn't they allude to the whole duck breast implants thing later on in the movie? Didn't they make a joke about that being a thing?
1: If they did, mate, it, it brushed all over me. It brushed way past me. I can't remember that.
2: Floated past like a feather. Also, um, he he banks with... Uh, Who did he bank with? No, no, he's got a Mallard card in his wallet. <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. Mallard, a breed of duck, in case you didn't know. Cause, cause he's duck, yeah? <laughs> because he's a duck, yeah? Because he's a duck, yeah. Do you get it?
1: Where, where do you stand on Howard's disgust, like being disgusted that, you know, he got served fried eggs with yeah. his how special? does he
2: know? How does he know what a fried egg even looks like? He's from Duck World, right? Like if somebody put a slab of human meat on my plate, I wouldn't fucking know what it was, right? Because I've never seen cooked human meat. So how does he know that those are fried
3: eggs? And also it's established by... the tim robbins is like the saving gracious movie sorry but he's just <laughs> he is great <laughs> he's just it, yeah. batshit crazy but um like it says in the museum thing that the ducks have evolved into like homo sapien ducks like primate ducks they have no natural predators anymore so mm. who the fuck is their predator cracking and cooking their eggs for him to be so shocked about getting fried eggs Surely, there's someone above them in the future. It Maybe it's those massive cosmic overlords that come out of you know the glorious it didn't mind. Seem,
2: of, Duckwell didn't seem like they were under any duress no. whatsoever. I don't
3: know. No.
2: I don't know how he even knows what a fried egg is. Yeah, that's how I feel yeah. about it.
1: <laughs> no, it was it was it was it was strange. Like one of the like you say one of the more stranger things of the of the film. One of the other strange parts of the film that I found was that. So, in some places, the there were people who were shocked and uh, scared of this little walking, mm-hmm. talking duck. And then in other instances,
2: they were perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, this, this is normal talking duck.
2: To the point where, in that diner, they were going <laughs> to slaughter him in the kitchen. Yeah, I know. This, oh, oops, this,
3: this, oh, this
2: anthropomorphic duck, who they were about to behead and cook to eat even though he wore trousers and said things
1: and they were perfectly fine with him when he went in and ordered his special yeah. room and beer they, they were yeah. quite happy to serve him and was quite comfortable <laughs> with this talking duck
2: i will say though the waitress that serves
3: them uh in the diner she was great i thought that and i couldn't i didn't look her up actually so i don't know who she was but she seemed awfully familiar she was the most fun part of this film and she's yeah. in it for 45 seconds to- total She's got that like that nerdy kind of yeah, Velma energy about her and she's yes. like, <laughs> genuinely witty and funny. And happy yeah. to be in this film to get a yes. paycheck and she's doing yeah. the best job she can.
1: And and speaking of jobs, like obviously Howard realizes after he's had an argument with Beverly that he's on his own, he needs to earn money, he needs to get a place and and that kind of stuff. So, you know, he goes to a you know, a job center basically. Like this, this woman is completely fine with this duck, manages to find him a job in mm. what basically is a brothel, it's a
2: house, basically with, with an employer
3: who is also fine with him being a duck. Yeah, yeah, don't they just assume it's a guy who's just in costume, like that weird Japanese guy wanting to be a collie dog? Did you guys see that? No, you <laughs> he, he, didn't he, see that. <laughs> <he> just, <laughs> He, he he wanted to be his dream thing was to like be a dog, so he spent millions on a dog costume and goes out in his village as a dog, going for walks. Mm-hmm. Maybe they thought that he was just a weird guy who embraced darkness. Maybe, um, maybe maybe they thought that. I don't I
2: don't know anything about this colleague, man,
3: but d- look
2: it up. My my instinct <laughs> is to say power to him, yeah. Unless he's doing weird sex stuff in public, in which case maybe reel that in, dude. But uh, yeah. That's what he wants yeah, to do. I guess. I guess everyone thought Howard was a a duck
1: enthusiast. I don't fucking know. I just. I mean, we were just saying a minute ago, like at the beginning of the film, we saw Lady Duck's breasts. You know, he was about to knock one out to play duck and all this and that. But then we did have this like whole brothel scene thing where there there was couples just going for it in the background. And mm. I think this is a PG. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just glad that I didn't take my children to see was this. It-
2: implied or did you or was there like not explicit but was it obvious that they were fucking i mean it was definitely implied but was there more than
3: just the implication of there was a couple running around topless wasn't there through Mm. the thing and that was about it but wasn't it a a sauna or a spa or something
2: i think it was a spa it was ostensibly a spa but it was clearly
3: you know a cd anything
2: goes type place yeah
1: so yeah, no, I just I just thought you know because I remember the guy saying like oh I just asked someone with like who was a water expert.
2: That's right. Yes. Another yeah, another yeah, yeah. duck reference. Yeah, okay. he's there. a duck. You see, Howard, this yes.
3: duck, but he hates water <laughs> and can't swim. So there's another <laughs> he can't trick swim. And they say, so the <laughs> times. they
2: say it so many times. say it times in the film. He can't swim because you see that. Either... Hang on, right? Just stop a second because we're not. He's a duck, right? So it's funny that he can't swim. If you he didn't hear it the first
3: time, don't worry. They'll say it again and again. Mm-hmm. Fuck this film. <laughs> and they'll also hammer it down your throat. You also can't fly either. That's right. It's true. So, so they end up in some gyrocopter plane thing, wherever it was. Mm-hmm. Yep, which, we'll was later. Sh- which was greatly, which was greatly shot. Actually,
2: <laughs> it was pretty good. But it's
3: it was also boring <laughs> because who cares?
2: Like this film is not short of production. Like it is overproduced. Because again, they poured so much money into this thing. Like it's it's I don't want to say well produced, but it's very, very, very produced. This is a big blockbuster film
3: well, from nineteen eighty six. When we were watching it, I was more amazed at Ada Music and the miniature work at the end. Yeah. That was some like glorious mid eighties miniature work that and um, the Phil Tippett miniature... um Was Monsters. that Phil Tippett? Yeah. Of course it, it was. It literally, his fingerprints were all over it. And I said to my wife, I was like, that's got to be Phil Tippett doing that. And his name came up in the credits. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What else I'm thinking as I watch this film was that this film feels like two kind of films in one. We had this like first part where it's trying mm-hmm. to be this kind of, I don't know, lightheartedly kind of 80s Fun actiony kind of film. I don't really know, but then it seems like, to go fish quite... out of
2: water at first. Ah, that style of film, No, no, I very deliberately you said did. fish I out, out of water. I could see <laughs> you,
3: you just <laughs> go. I'm gonna do it or oh, no? I'm not doing the satisfaction <laughs> of a duck pun. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like the first, what, a quarter, one third of the film, it's, it's that, right? It's like, oh, how does a duck live in on Earth? <laughs> like, that's what they're going for, right?
1: Yeah, you know, like he's, you know, hinting at the relationship with Beverly and this, that and the mm-hmm, other. And like, mm-hmm. fine, okay. And then the second half is, it turns kind of horror-y in some ways, doesn't it? A little like, bit. you know, when, once um, the, the doctor comes in and, and gets possessed by this dark creature that's been locked up in this mm. different parable, well, I don't know where it's been locked up, but, you know, and he, he gets taken over and and then, like, there's this scene in the film where this, like, possessed doctor is trying to get to – where are they trying to get to? I can't remember now. The, the
2: power station.
1: Power station or something. And he's driving this big truck and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling quite tired. I need more energy. So, and then all <laughs> of a sudden, like, this like, big weird <laughs> – I don't know, was it tongue thing comes out of his mouth it's and like he a, plugs it a, into yeah, the it was a mouth Plovs plug, mouth stick, yes. <laughs> Mou-
3: no mouth dick. A mouth dick with a like his, claw on it. Like a claw on the end of it. I'll mouth, to his... tell
2: you, I fucking I hated hearing Jeffrey Jones. I mean, watching Jeffrey Jones always feels a bit weird, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> because of all that stuff he did. But for like forty minutes he's just doing a voice like this. <laughs> And it goes on for so long. It's just, oh my god! Please stop have, having Jeffrey Jones do that voice. I hated it so much. I, I quite liked that voice. I thought oh. it was quite. I thought it was quite funny. It
3: when just he sounded did that, like it know? just sounded
2: like him doing a voice. That's what I didn't like. I don't know. I
3: get where they were going to have that slow transition, where his voice gets worse and then the makeup gets more pronounced. But like, it just went on a a few gags too long with it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But you're right, though it, it it becomes it becomes almost
2: body horror at that point, which is yeah, you know, it, which is weird because you're not really you're not there for that. You're seeing Howard Howard the Duck, and the film subjects you to
3: this weird voice and body horror. It was very strange. But he's got to get to an astro astrological lab that, and it's the '80s, so the finale's got to involve big machines, lasers, and trucks. Mm-hmm. oh oh uh you can tell this film
2: is post ghostbusters right <laughs> yeah. I, I, at some point somebody went yo ghostbusters did really well put some ghostbusters shit into this yep. and so there's scientists and lasers i don't yep. know if they were there in the first draft or not i suspect that they were not
3: And also, how how can how can lasers activate some kind of like dimensional portal like they they're treating the audience like fucking idiots. Going, oh, it's uh, it's lasers. It's the eighties, so everything's doing lasers. Just get really complex and say they're doing some weird astronomical shit with graviton particles or some it's shit. It's unclear exactly what they were doing in the first place. It's also like they they did the whole like Star Trek parallel Earth thing. Like, where is this parallel Earth? Like, is it running Dark World? Dark World, but it's so uh, space. It's, it's in so, space, Chris. It's so similar to our world. Surely it would be an alternate dimension or a parallel universe running concurrently against ours, mm. not millions of light years away. Because mm-hmm. it's, he's got American duck money. Um, yeah, American I see your point. Cards. It is, I see your point, but it's it's in space, Chris. But it's in space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's It's ducks in space. No. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the
2: duck not. doesn't spend that much time in space. That's a good point because it's not clear that Howard is actually. I mean like everyone around him is a duck and everything's duck themed so something's going on there but it's apart not clear that he's on another planet right apart apart from the boobs you're right <laughs> human feathery boobs um, i don't know if i'm gonna ever get that out of my head
1: it's scarred me i think for life
2: <laughs> can you imagine taking your kids to see this film exactly they'd never you, speak it the to you again You've got the
1: kind of hinting at bestiality in the middle, yeah, and then yeah. you've got all this like body horror shit going on in the end.
2: <laughs> you go with your son and your daughter to watch Howard the Duck, the new film from George Lucas, based on a Marvel the Marvel character. Yeah, and then within the first five minutes, you've got duck tits, and then you have <laughs> to watch fucking Howard the Duck for the rest of the yeah. one hour
3: forty-five or whatever. Yeah, acc- acclimatized to the human world. And, uh...
1: What did you think of like the the ending of the film? Like the, the- shit. <laughs> like, did you did you enjoy the work no. that they put in with the monster and like I don't know was there any yeah. redeeming parts of that ending that you enjoyed?
2: Um, the, Phil Tippett's monster was genuinely well done. That concludes. That concludes
3: my comments. This kind of like Thunderbirdsy James Bondy miniature work and Phil Tippett's animation, which also. Yeah. I hope Phil Tippett was annoyed because whoever composited his shots into this film, the frame rates and everything was so off. Mm-hmm. It was done on the cheap by some intern with an optical printer. Phil Tippett's work is mind-blowingly amazing. And to have it composited like that in really jerky fashion, like I don't know, it just felt so un-Phil Tippett, even though it was him. It's so weird. But that all comes down to production.
2: Yeah. I like I like I like to imagine that he was just satisfied that he got to do monster animation and get paid and get paid for it. And yeah. that he didn't I, give a shit. Oh do you stupid fucking duck film.
3: movie? Do you yeah. want me to make an animate the duck? No. We're gonna put a little person with an animatronic yeah. head and a weird three piece suit thing with a yeah. tail hanging. We don't need your services <laughs> for the actual duck, Phil.
2: We've got this covered. We're gonna go for something that looks really terrible.
1: Yeah um but so before we move on to our next segment i mean was there was there any part of the film apart from the bits you've already mentioned that you liked was there anything else that you know you are like that's not that's not too bad actually that was all right
3: i think the the james bond style flying sequence was actually well shot as for like dialogue and stuff like that, nothing just, <laughs> nothing has stayed with me from it but some of the set pieces are actually shot quite well Although the flying stuff did go on a little bit too long. So it like, did just, go
2: on for too long. So like, like, just,
3: the... just fucking land. Just, just, like, you... <laughs> just yeah. Come on. Just Come land, on now. Land like... this flock of ducks.
2: You're not like, you're not wrong. It is. I'm going to hesitate to say well shot. It's cut. Co- it's competently shot. It looks like a film. It, it looks high budget. It looked like there's a car chase with a lot of cop cars. And the cop cars drive fast, and they get some air sometimes, and they do some crashing. And the plane flies under a bridge, and he does a loop the loop. But it's all looks very it looks expensive, and it's all very competent, and it looks like a high production value film. But it it's it's boring though. Yeah. It's it's just boring.
3: <laughs> and then they land in the water, and then he has a fit because he can't swim. Yes, uh, because again, he, as, a as as alluded to earlier, he has a duck, and therefore yeah. humor. Yeah. yeah. He didn't take that to like a duck to water, did he? He uh certainly didn't. No. The movie did get a bit duck egg blue at the beginning with the boobs. Jason, and- let's
2: move to the uh to the next <laughs> section. <laughs>
1: So, so listeners, uh, I, I guess you're, you're, I don't know, like noticing a, a trend here that you know we didn't really think the film was that great, and maybe the cast of the film maybe brought it up from all the other bad mistakes that are being made by the by the crew. Um, so, so we're going to have a quick chat about the cast now, and I guess there's only three or four people from the cast that's worthy of speaking about. Uh, the first, obviously, being probably one of the biggest names, especially around this time of the '80s. You know, just coming out, Back to the Future and stuff, and that's Leah Thompson. And I guess like she must have been pumped to have got this film. You know, she she's landed the lead role in yeah. this George Lucas produced Marvel based character film. Um, and I don't know, like she must have been quite gutted at the end.
3: Yeah, to like to land a lead, essentially the lead. Must have been great, but hadn't she just done Red Dawn at this point? Have you guys seen the original Red Dawn? Not for a very long time. No. Yeah, she was one of the teenagers that you know was in that, and I'm pretty sure that was early '80s. So yeah, but yeah, to land your lead role at such a young age, straight off of two major movies, must have been great. Like, did a honest performance, and she tro- she tried her best. Unfortunately, the film around her just falls yeah. apart very quickly.
2: I I think I think I liked her performance a little bit more than you, Chris but like you said right, the material was... she's got to work with I mean there's only so much that she, that she can do I bet that when she was on set and she saw what the duck looked like I bet she was like ah oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> but I couldn't tell so in that sense she did a good performance
3: yeah there's nothing wrong with her performance she's just like there are moments where you can tell that she, I think she, she she's just like what am I doing? Um, It just, I don't know, it just felt a bit like she must've realized halfway through production that I want a (laughs) minute.
2: Yes, that's fine. I will now get on the bed for the scene where I seduce Howard the duck.
3: And, uh, you
1: know, having to call him
2: ducky. Ugh. And I fucking, I really, I fucking hate, I hate the way Howard calls her toots as well. (laughs) It just really annoys me. It's like, fuck you, Howard. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i I mean i don't know really
1: much else to say about leah's performance like i think she just nailed what they were after and just hoped that her name from the films that she'd been in before just brought a few more people to the to the to the to the watching the film i guess
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, apparently she did all the singing
1: i was going to ask if you thought she did all the singing or not
3: i never thought about that actually to be honest that's quite amazing yeah that was good
1: she's a good singer. Cause I was watching her, and I was wondering like is she miming, or is she actually singing that music? you know, but it looked it did look like she was actually singing, mm-hmm. it. so yeah, that's good good to know um okay, well, let's move on to Jeffrey Jones then, who played Dr Walter Jennings
2: and bar
1: Tim mm. I mean.
2: I, I don't know. Talking about <laughs> Jeffrey Jones is weird. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's like, you know, very prominent 80s actor. Difficult to talk about in this
3: day and age, unfortunately. It's like talking about that 70s show after the announcement, mm. today, isn't it? It's like, yeah. He is He is Jeffrey
2: Jones in this film. He puts in a Jeffrey Jones shift and you get a Jeffrey Jones performance.
3: You're into that. Then that's what you get. But it was the eighties. He's a character actor. Book yep. him. We got. We got. Oh, we got this guy. We got Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, great. A bit logistics. He's, he's brought his small mustache with him. You'll be pleased to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, if we if we kind of try to like, push all the bad stuff away and look at his like actual acting in the film, like I guess he worked one. He was one that worked the hardest mm-hmm. with what he was oh, given. He wasn't had he?
3: so much to do, didn't he? Like you go from this crusty scientist to. Being possessed by some cosmic demon overlord thing, driving a truck, destroying a restaurant with some weird cosmic powers, having a mouth dick, a mouth dick with a claw <laughs> on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a nuclear reactor sunbathing as well,
2: yeah. And then, and then he comes back at the end, he's uh, the monster. I thought I assumed he would die, but no, the monster leaves his body and he's fine, so uh, that's nice.
1: That's Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to Tim Robbins then, who I think is probably the person that's walked out of this film with the most. I don't know credibility. I don't know. Uh, yeah,
2: uh, he's good. Yes. Yeah. He's. It's. Uh. He plays it madcap, and it, he never lets up just keeps going i quite liked his character i like i like tim robbins uh, he doesn't he's never played a character like this
3: before in any film that i've seen so that or was since, fun i don't watch. believe either no and just watching tim robbins be tim robbins he puts his all into every film he's done like if you watch this and then you'd say you know in 10 years this guy would be doing a shawshank redemption oh yeah you'd be like yeah. <laughs> no way he's just a nerdy six foot four scientist guy but he yep. just throws it all in there. Lab assistant. Lab assistant, sorry. Are you the, are you the janitor? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tim, Tim Robbins was
2: sound. Um Yeah. It looked like it looked like he, he actually got dragged through water as well, which was quite impressive
3: when he's hanging off mm. the plane. And he's called um he's called Billsby, Steve. What? Is he? His name in the film was Billsby. Oh, what's I the just, next? Uh, what's the next actor, Jason? <laughs> just, just in case you're wondering, that's another duck pun. Uh huh. Uh huh. Do, do you, do <laughs> you got, get it, yeah, I, audience? Do you get it?
1: I got um, off IMDb. His full character name is Phil Blumbert.
3: Um Spelt
1: B L U M B U R double T.
3: He was calling him Billsy or Billsby all through the film, wasn't he? Oh, was he, Billsy?
1: Yeah, it was. It was like a nickname, wasn't it? But oh, I think it? that was oh, his, okay. Yeah. I think that was his like official full name. Ah, um, okay, Blumbert. What's her name? Mm. Sorry, if there's actually anyone listening who does
2: have that surname. <laughs> okay. have to, you know, <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> we only don't like it because it's in this film.
3: Like your surname's fine. Your surname's <laughs> fine. Your and also, fine. the people I- with the names Howard Mallard or Howard Duck, we do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and fair enough. And the the classic discla- disclaimer at the end. The characters and events portrayed in this motion picture are entirely fictitious. Any resemblance to real events, real or otherwise, is purely coincidental. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Thanks, I, film. I had an alien duck encounter too. Go back, yeah. Yeah, go back a, to the trailer park.
2: <laughs> I'm from Duck World and I was getting ready to sue, but that disclaimer has uh, really softened the edge of that. That's good.
3: So, somewhere Macaulay Culkin going to file a lawsuit against Howard the Duck for using his likeness. <laughs>
1: I think there was. This, um, I was looking at some stuff earlier, and that just reminded me of a story where Disney was trying to sue one of the filmmakers. Uh, I know it was. It was about Howard the Duck itself. I think that on some of the c- comic covers, they portrayed him to look very much like Donald Duck. Yes, and that's Disney right. Disney were not very yeah. obviously. Well, Disney were not very happy about that.
2: Yeah, which is why in this film he looks like a made by committee, legally <laughs> yeah. distinct,
3: bland round duck with human eyes yeah go send send your intern to japan and find me a duck costume and we'll build (laughs) and we'll build the animatronic around it and that's how you get howard the duck howard the duck might not look good
2: in this film but he's unsuable and that's what it's all about
3: yep no one uh... can get
2: litigious over how he looks no (laughs) there's nothing noteworthy about it whatsoever
1: If uh, Wish.com existed in 1986, people would probably just claim they got the costume from (laughs) there.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Or Timu or whatever. Yeah.
1: But um, just uh, another quit on on Tim Robbins. I agree with both of you. He was one of the highlights of the film, even though he was portrayed, played a character. I don't know. Like his character wasn't anything that maybe we haven't really seen before, have we? I mean, he's played quite a generic character in a way, but I guess it's the way in which he acted it acted mm-hmm. his character which made it the standout of the film, I think. Uh like like you guys were said. Oh and, totally. Yeah. Um I did like him in in the scene with with the biplane thing near the end of the film as well. For he he did a he did a good job uh before the stunt well I don't know if he did the stunts or not, but he yeah. did look like he was. So uh yeah. But we'll talk about that in a minute. I guess the only other actor to talk about in this probably the shortest cast section of the podcast ever mm. um uh, i don't know i i was pulling trying to look through the cast of the film and no one else really came out apart from the guy who actually played howard the duck mm-hmm. <laughs> um who was who who was ed gale but what is there anything we can say about his performance in the duck suit bland but I, I mean, guess there's not much he can do, really, is there? No, absolutely yeah. not
3: his fault. Bless no. these little actors, there's only so much you can do when someone says, "Oh, we're going to employ you." You need to get in that little thing over there, and the Kenny Baker's of the world are like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Okay, a job's a job, but there are moments where, like, it took me out of the film. Maybe I was over, over, over watch, over analysing it or something. But the scene where he's walking down the stairs at is it the university? You see him stop, he gathers himself, and then starts walking. Because obviously, he's probably not seeing anything that he's walking in front of. You see him stop, work out where he is, and then he walks down the steps, and he mm-hmm. stops at the bottom like an acrobat. kind of stops, I'm at the bottom, and then he carries on walking. It was so unnatural, but that's unfortunately the byproduct of getting a little actor to be pretty
2: I mean, it is, but also, like, there's, there's, surely there's something you can do about that. Like, you know, surely, like, if you noticed it when you watched the film, they'll have noticed that on the day. I don't know how you solve that problem. I, but, it, but it really does just look like a bloke in a suit the whole film. It is, it is impossible to put your disbelief to one side because it just looks like a guy in a suit.
1: But would the audience, well, I don't know, like, it's hard for me to say, like, the audience they were probably aiming for, which is a really hard sentence to well, say uh, considering which the audience subject were they aiming
2: for?
3: I
1: don't know, because obviously I feel like they're trying to aim for a, I don't know, like um, early teens, like I don't know,
2: kind it's, of audience, it's maybe. Too I, childish for adults and it's too adult for children. It, yeah. It's I, think, I, I, think it's, I think it's impossible to discern. I think it's just miscalculated.
1: Yeah, Because or, there
2: is no audience for this.
1: Or so maybe rephrasing like the, the audience, maybe that the crew were trying to aim for mm-hmm. maybe necessarily not what they managed to pull off in the pull off, but may, there was an audience they were obviously they wanted to aim for and try and mm-hmm. be that that's the age bracket that we want to attract to this film. Mo- mostly, I guess. And would that, that age bracket really notice the bloke in the suit thing? Maybe not. Maybe they just wouldn't care.
3: I don't know. Maybe not. It's also just such an obscure property to develop and adapt. Like, who was a fan of the comics? Was it George Lucas? Was he an adamant fan and decided we will adapt that? i
2: don't know the, the 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 comic books had their f- had their fans like we would we would have seen more howard the duck films had this film not complete not completely flopped, true. flopped. like he's had cameos in marvel films since it is a property that people are aware of and like but it's just if you're going to adapt howard the duck which is a walking talking anthropomorphic duck you get your shit together and you know how you're going to do it and you know what the tone of the film is going to be and you understand what story it is you're going to tell And those are the things that they just didn't do, and that's why this film fails completely. It's bizarre.
1: leave the cast where it is then. Let's just move into well, what normally is our favourite moments, a favourite scene of the film.
2: I can't even make the joke and say the credits because the credits is one of the worst bits of the film. He plays a electric guitar on a stage. It's so painful to watch. So,
1: are we renaming this the worst part of the film? What was your worst part of the film, I guess? Steve looks like he's got one, so... Enlighten us, mate.
2: I mean, it's tough. It might be. Well, okay. So the credits are really bad. I hated. I hated that he becomes their manager, and then he accidentally ends up on stage, and then he's accidentally playing a guitar in front in front of a crowd for the band who are now inexplicably successful. Yeah. for some reason. I don't know why it seems like the success just sort of happened at the same time because he be, he be their
3: manager and then he turned the band around and made uh, them I big. Guess so, yeah. Yeah. So like, I guess oh, he was well. uh,
2: he was like a music producer or a manager in Duckworld then. Is that how they're explaining that? Was that his job in Duckworld? We don't really know a lot about his life in du- in, du- in in Duckworld. Wasn't he a salesman or something or a I he worked in an
1: advertising quite I think he possibly i think he said he worked in
2: advertising okay so maybe there's <laughs> some did, transferable skills there but it's possible we're ever <laughs> it
1: he did that whole thing didn't he in the in the apartment where he picked up that cologne or whatever it was and then he said he's i can't remember what he said he said something that came out of an advert he said, oh i, I say
3: ah okay oh that's where the duck breast implants gag comes in isn't it where he's talking he's talking about the stuff that he's had to
1: yeah and the yeah. other scene, actually, that I just reminded that I wanted to mention, where uh, he falls asleep in the, uh, on the window, and then Beverly picks up the wallet and finds the little duck condom in his wallet. Yeah.
2: oh, that's great. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> also,
3: like, who keeps a condom like that? Nobody. Yeah, in a
1: wrapper, dude. Why would that even?
3: The joke would have worked if it was just in a foil wrapper. Everyone knows what it is. It's it, it's either a wrapping of cocaine or a condom. The joke works either way. <laughs> But to have a dry, horrible little balloon, it's like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Is it on?
2: soiled? Like, what's he doing? Why is it in there? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Back, back, back to your worst moment, Steve. I guess uh, it's hard. I guess the, uh, I, I think the montage of him trying to, like, when he gets a job and he's getting harassed on the bus and everyone's like, that's a duck! All of that stuff. Uh, I know that's not one scene, but. Once once the film's gotten going and he realizes that he has to try and establish himself by getting a job, it's the fish out of water stuff. Because the film is trying to you're supposed to be settling into the film at that point. But at that point, I'm just like, What is happening? I still don't understand what this film is. What the fuck? So it's that and it's the musical
3: number at the end. Are the worst parts of this film. It's almost as if in the end they're like, Oh, Back to the Future had this amazing guitar solo scene. Let's have it in this one too. Let's have our main character accidentally find himself on stage and have to perform. It's just so many, like, misfires.
1: But it was um, the the bus scene was quite a funny one as well, and kind of a prime example of what we said earlier as well was, like, he must have got on the bus and the people must have been fine for Mm -hmm. him to have been on the bus because it was him getting off the bus that everyone started kicking off and going, oh, my God, it's a talking duck. What the hell? And, like, giving him abuse out of the window.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: because that's when it's funny.
2: Yeah,
1: Appa-
3: apparently. I still think someone had left their stuffed toy on the bus until he actually got up and just fucking walked off <laughs> with his briefcase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, and and that tr- sorry that that trope of the uh, the helpful slash mystical ethnic lady is so tired now. In when the, does that in, happen in a job centre? Oh, oh, it's yes, that, it's that trope of the helpful mystical ethnic minor, like ethnic actress or. It happens in everything in every TV show. It can't just be a normal like scene. It just has to be some hammered home the point. Oh, we'll make them some sort of helpful mystic who doesn't care what they look like, but we'll get them a job.
2: I, I'm I'm going to change my answer. It's the scene when she bends over and he goes to bite <laughs> her on the ass. Yeah. There we go. That's the worst, <laughs> the worst scene in the film. I found it. Yeah,
1: because what was that all about? Totally out of character. He loves he loves
2: asses apparently, and then he never does anything like that again. <laughs> no, exactly.
3: He loves. I assumed he would love Ducktales, but um, human asses. It is. What number are we on now? Might. Have we reached ten yet? Too many. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Chris. Have you got a moment of the film that you maybe part, part from the Phil Tippett stuff? that I mean, was it something you liked, or was it just something that you know you thought was just the worst part of the film?
3: A lot of the film just feels it's just so forced and it just happens. There's no, there's no structure, and then when it finally gets going, you're like, "How the fuck did we get here?" It's difficult to pinpoint. The physical stuff is done actually really well and competently. I give them that, like the flying stunts and the, the animation and stuff. Like that. But it's just got, it's got to be the restaurant scene. It turns into like something out of fucking Midsummer or something. Well, it's just like, and as we said at the middle of the show, was the girl who played the waitress was the best part of the entire oh, yeah. thing.
2: Shout out to her.
3: Yeah. And she was fantastic. It just struck me as like that kind of like flash mob mentality where one one alpha male is like, Let's do this, and then they grab him and it's like what is I don't understand what was the thought process in the script or behind the scenes for that. Like what like it just it makes zero sense. Like, you have to get to that point where he has to, you know, laser eye them because laser eyes are cool and possessed people are cool. But, like, when he shouts out, help me, they're, they're seasoning me. And I'm like, <laughs> and I, was, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, just a minute ago, it was this perfectly normal film. They're coming to the climax, and this film just never ends. It felt like it's coming to the end, and then, oh no, we've got just another scene just this is a good idea. Film it because yeah. <laughs> extend the scene. It's <sighs> yeah. Like he could have just
2: um, started lasering the restaurant. Yeah. But for some reason they decided, no, we need to have a scene where they're going to eat Howard the duck. Yeah. They're going to butcher and eat Howard the duck, even
3: though. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The the humans and all, all the men I must admit as well. No women in that mob. It was all fucking white men. I was what? looking out for the waitress. I was like, please don't please <laughs> please don't be part of the mob and yeah. she wasn't. And it was just like like when does primal activities like that just kick in in a group of men to take this weird duck creature and just start cutting bits off and what are they gonna do? Just like dust him in eleven herbs and spices or fry the fucker? It, <laughs> Seemed that way. Uh, it just, just was so just weird.
1: I mean I mean it, something like that. What normally takes days or weeks, you know, for a human being to get to that, you know, stage where they're just going to mob. It.
2: They had their uh, advances spurned, right? Because they were trying to, they were trying to hit on Beverly,
3: and Howard was like, "Yo, yeah, that's true." There was incentive there, but not so enough. That, that's, that's why a- they lost
2: their minds. But that wasn't everybody, though. Everybody in the diner
3: ended up trying to kill him. So yeah. it's it's still a mystery. Like, would would they do that to a human? Would they go? Hang on a minute. We don't like what you're gonna say. Let's drag this little human and te- like cut his, cut him up and season him and cook him. Although, ran- randomly, don't don't chickens and ducks and other birds eat their own eggs anyway? I'm sure I've come across that somewhere. I'm pretty
2: sure ducks also have like corkscrew dicks, so the condom that was in his wallet wouldn't have
3: worked either. Really, I <laughs> needed one of those twisty green and then red balloons that you get from the fairground. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought it was pigs that have, like um, corkscrew dicks. I
2: think ducks do as well. I'm not sure actually.
1: Steve looks like he's about to Google duck
3: duck I'm gonna. penises. <laughs> duck penises. <laughs>
2: this is a
1: subject I never thought we'd uh, you know, approach on this podcast, but I guess here we are. We're we're looking at duck and Thanks, and, Howard the Duck. Yeah, and 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 pig penises. Amazing. <laughs>
2: Ooh, while most birds have no phalluses, ducks turn out to have relatively large, flexible penises, oh. up to 20 centimetres tucked inside their bodies.
3: It's no wonder he's smiling. 20
2: centimetres. Uh, yeah, and during sex, male ducks extend or avert <laughs> their phalluses inside the female. How can it he- 20 centimetres?
3: Wow. Jesus Christ. There you go. It's two thirds of a ruler. Oh,
1: well, listeners, there you go. You know, we've we've taught you something helpful, maybe. <laughs> I learned something today. <laughs> you, can, you can go and talk to your workmate or your family member later on after listening to this podcast, and tell them this interesting life out. <laughs> and they will be amazed as much as we are. Um, okay, well, I've got a favourite scene of this film, and we've already, uh, you know, we've already mentioned it a few times because I think it is probably one of the better film uh, scenes of the film, and you know, and that's Howard how his escape from the police on his biplane thing. Um, <laughs> but I did like what, what, where this scene kind of kicks off. Um, I did quite like it because like they're the, I'm iron on how they're going to escape and they, I can't remember who says it, but one of them says, uh, shall we steal that police car? And like the other person says, no, it's, it's a bit too, um, noticeable. We'll get noticed <laughs> if we just steal a police car. <laughs> And we're like, cool, okay. Well, let's find something else that's a little less conspicuous. And then they find this big, massive, like red and white biplane thing, and said, "Yes, that is less conspicuous than a police no. car. <laughs> let's <laughs> escape on this." <laughs> um, but, that's a good point. Mm. And I, I quite liked it just for just for that on its own. But then what followed was as you've mentioned, maybe a bit too long, maybe they stretched it a bit too far, but it was probably one of the parts of the film I had the most fun with because um, of the flying and, you know, they're landing on things and going back up and all these things happening and then Phil falling off and hanging off the bottom and all this kind of stuff was happening. Um, I just thought it was a fun, fun scene, I guess, that. That Chris has rightfully said was filmed very well, and was pulled off very well. I just think it was probably one of the highlights of the film in total. And I get, and, and you guys, I know, disagree with that. So I don't know if you've got anything else to say on that.
2: One of the reasons I didn't like it is because it's like it's a competent stunt chasey stunt scene, but it's like I, I think part of the issue is just because it's in this film, like it's like what are we doing here? Are we watching Howard the Duck or are we watching a film that has this in it? Like it kind of stuck out to me as being i don't know it's hard to articulate what i mean it's like let's put a chase scene in the film does it serve the concept at all of the talking duck from another planet no you know do you know what i mean that's time that they could have spent selling me on the conceit and instead we had admittedly a competent chase scene I don't know. I can see why you enjoy, enjoyed it, though. I think generally I'm more angry with this film than you are. So perhaps perhaps <laughs> my anger stops me from enjoying the chase scene.
1: I mean, when I watched it, like we'll get into a verdict in a minute, I guess. Um, I think we'll probably get into that now, actually, because, um, mm-hmm. you know, like I was quite looking forward to watching this film. I mean, I, I mean, I'd never seen it before as well. And I've heard bits and pieces and like, I've always known about this film and I've never really watched it. And I've always been quite intrigued by Howard the duck and like him popping up in the MCU over the last few years and making little cameos and such just built the intrigue for me. And, you know, I'm not a comic guy. I've never, wa- I've never read any of the comics. I've always wanted to see this film. I've always been intrigued. I've, all, I've heard like slight rumours about bestiality, and I was a bit wary of that on its own, and I'm cl- quite glad it wasn't as bad as it could have gotten, I guess. It could mm-hmm. have been worse. And there were parts of this film that I quite enjoyed. There was a couple of duck puns that got me, I guess, but, I mean, like there were way too many duck puns in the end. It got ridiculous that... That they, you know, oh, let's make a film about a duck and let's try and squeeze as many puns in as we can, and it got quite tiring, you know. I liked the, the doctor's, you know, possession and his weird little voice and, <laughs> uh, and that kind of stuff, and yeah, the the fillet stuff at the end was great, um, but yeah, there was a lot, you know, like we've mentioned, the the duck breasts, the hinting at masturbation and all this kind of weird stuff. That's you know, they're working in a brothel and. Um, all this, you know, the weird stuff with like some humans seem fine with him. Other humans seem like they're scared as crap out uh, about him and such. And the weird contrasts and everything else that be mentioned, you know, it it's just a weird film. Uh, like like Steve said, just don't know where it, where it wants to go and what it's trying to say, I guess. I think like Steve said, I think I probably enjoyed it most out of the three of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for that, I'm probably going to give it a rating that is probably way higher than probably what you two are going to give no, it. No, no. <laughs> so, for how the duck, I think I'm going to give it a 10.
3: Okay. No, okay. <laughs> You're just ducking with us, right? <laughs> uh,
1: yes, I am ducking with you, Chris. Um, <laughs> it's probably a 5. I give it a 5.
2: Okay.
3: All right.
1: Yeah, I'll give it a 5, Steve.
2: I think if this film was lower budget, I'd probably be less cross with it. Or if it was like you know, not a Hollywood film. If it was a film from a different country, or if it's a film that had heart,
3: or if it made I, by the, the crew that made Critters, then it would be like passable. Yeah. You'd be less, yeah. But this is a film that is
2: so bereft of value that was incredibly expensive to make, and it's a product of the Hollywood system. And for something to be this bad to come out of that, that's what. That's what sucks the most about this. But anyway, I've moaned enough about this film. I'm <laughs> gonna
3: give it. I'm gonna give it a two. I think. Okay, Chris. I'm just gonna go straight to it. It's gonna be a two point five. I can't go lower than Steve because that'd be gazomping. Any reasons? Any particular reasons? We said before I love the music, the miniature effects, the Phil Tippett miniatures and animation, and even the even the. The apartment in Duck World was gloriously done, but the film itself just, it just existed. Like, it was just there. And about three or four times for the film, the entire plot and feeling of the film just completely changed and to something different. Like, what? what is this? Like, it's not as low as City Hunter, but I think <laughs> that that film broke me.
2: <laughs> That's... It's okay, Chris. You, you um... don't,
3: we don't have to go back there. You're safe uh... now. <laughs>
1: You've definitely seen more coherent during this podcast than you did the City Hunter one.
3: I, I don't know if I was having a bad week or a bad month with City Hunter. I, I don't know. Like, like you, Jason, I was just like, I've never seen it. It's always been on my radar. I've always seen it in video rental stores and random posters or references in wherever, occasionally on some movie channel somewhere, but I've never actually watched it until now. Maybe if I watched it 20 years ago, yeah. Or 25 years ago when I was a lot younger, maybe I'd have more affection to it, like connection. But seeing it at the age of 39, it's just like, I, I don't know. It's just...
1: Le- Leah Thompson as well, I didn't say mine, but Leah Thompson was a big magnet for me as well because yeah. being such a huge Back to the Future mm-hmm. fan. Exactly. I've never really seen her in much since Back to the Future films. It, w- it was... an added even more intrigue to the film for me because I wanted to see her in something else. I wanted to see her try and portray someone else that wasn't Lorraine, um, and that was another reason, I guess.
3: Again, like, I'm surprised it's taken me this long to actually watch it, but maybe I'm just too bogged down with all the all the negative feedback from a lot of people that are like, oh, it's how I duck this, how I duck that, and I've just decided, you know, I'm not going to, you know, Put my effort into finding it or seeking it out, and I just haven't <laughs> like you guys mm. until until this week. But it does; it is full of redeeming features. It's just such a a misfire on so many complex levels. That, yeah, like we said, like it's it's almost got a perfect storm of association to be this major thing, and it wasn't. It's like all of the all of the marketing at the time as well. It's it's really cool. I really
2: like it. Like they they deliberately didn't show Howard the Duck's face, so he's always behind a newspaper mm-hmm. with a cigar and smoke and stuff, or wearing sunglasses and obscured by something.
1: The poster is great. I love the yeah, poster.
2: It's really cool. But then you see what he looks like, and it's just so bland. If if you look at his cameos in the latest Marvel films, it should be that guy behind the newspaper and behind the sunglasses. And it feels like, judged on the poster and judged on the marketing, it feels like the film should have more of an edge to it and how it should be more like sardonic. But instead, he's just a bloke who's who just is isn't funny. And I, I I wish they'd made the film that they'd promised with the, the mar- with the marketing and the poster, but that film just does not exist.
1: Unfortunately not. Um but like Chris said, it it has rated higher than City Hunter. Mm-hmm. Forward just board from above. Um and it does enter with a nice nine point five on the board. So it's our second lowest film on the board. hmm But City Hunter is still there at seven point seven. So
3: is that we've the only def- film I rated zero?
1: No, I think we've got a rating out of you for that.
3: <laughs> Was it like we, a point one not, or a one? <laughs> I think
1: we might have managed to get a one out of you, yeah.
2: <laughs> so but, it's, the second, um, it's the second lowest with City Hunter on the bottom, yeah? Yep. And what's so, above Howard the Duck?
1: Um, that would probably be Weird Science. Ah, uh, Okay. With our 29.9.
2: Okay. Weird Science doesn't deserve to be next to Howard the Duck. No.
1: Don't don't worry, Steve. My mission now is to try and find a film that's even worse so we can try and get City Hunter off the bottom of the board. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's sitting at 9.5. But guys, we forgot about Rich. We need to add Rich's score to to the total to to beef up the score. So Hmm. we're sitting at 9.5. You know, if Rich was here right now, what do you think he would score Howard the Duck?
2: Hmm. I think, I don't think he would like it no i could say that very confidently sometimes rich is into stuff though yeah. like it's not unheard of but i don't mm-hmm. think he'd have liked this I, I think he probably would have disliked it as much as chris and i i think so we're probably safe with like a between a two and a three maybe even a 1.5 here.
1: should we go with a three i feel a three is, is do you think so is a, is a strong there's a strong rating for rich and then he can watch the film and then break me <laughs> when he comes back. Yeah, we, okay. we, can,
3: we can edit the leaderboard when he finally watches it in about 2045. <laughs> All right, go on then. Let's go for a three.
1: We're, we're going to give Rich a rating of three for Howard the Duck, which obviously pumps it up to 12.5. Still second lowest film on the board. Mm,
2: so it hasn't really made a difference. It's <laughs> <even though. laughs> a big gap between Howard the Duck <laughs> and Weird Science.
1: But you know, you know, we can't leave Rich out. You know, bless him. No, of course not. No. I think we're all going to be crackers, and uh, we need to to get out of here. Chris, you got any puns, mate? You know, you need to get out of your system before we we let these good people go.
3: I think I've done them all. They just... I don't know. Yeah, I haven't got any any more.
1: I'm sure you're saving the best till last, aren't you?
3: Um, No. I would say I'm only only yoking, but I'm not... I don't have any more in me, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> Let's see if we can squeeze one more out by the time I finish the uh, end of podcast uh, spill. But yeah, uh, we all need to go and see a psychiatrist now, um, just to, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, shake all our feathers, get it all out of our of ourselves. But uh, <sighs> well, listeners, thank you for if you're still listening, um, thank you for sticking to the end and and hearing all our emotional baggage getting thrown at you and uh, i think we all feel better for it now so we thank you for being our support you know through Mm -hmm. through this tough time of watching this film we really 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 appreciate it and if you do feel sorry for us and you think that we need to see some kind of like medical or, or we need to get some kind of medical attention then i think the best way for you to do that is to chuck us a quid on mm. our coffee page mm. and, we, and then we can use that money to get some private help, because that will probably be better for us wouldn't it? Then? Oh,
3: so we can go to the doctors?
1: <sighs> we really need to get
3: out of here I mean let, this, has just been,
2: this has been labour in the truest sense and it's only getting worse <laughs> oh. as you can see Chris is just <laughs> his mind's unravelling So, yeah.
1: <clears throat> Right, yeah. so yeah, please go to our coffee page if you'd like to donate to the show starting from just a pound and if that's not right for you right now then you can just please leave us a review or rating on your podcast service. It would go down a treat, and we would really, really appreciate it. Come and join us in our Discord server to discuss the topics we cover, films, TV, video games and much more. And if you would like to be a part of the show, send in your comments about the films and the stuff that we cover, then that is the place to go to do so. And you can find the link for that in our show description or on the website. And speaking of the website, please give it a visit. We have articles, game reviews, our entire back catalogue of episodes and more at thewolfpod.com. Chaps, I'm not sure if I want to ask this question, but I'm going to anyway. It's time to say goodbye.
2: I'm sticking to it and I'm I'm just going to say, thanks, Jason. Goodbye. See you on the next
3: episode. A duck with human boobs. Did you guys see that? Goodbye, everyone.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Well, my name's been Jason. We hope to see you on the next one Be a retro i don't really know what else to say goodbye and uh, we'll see you next time take care
0: embarking.